0: I'm coming in the house, didn't even put the bags away, and God said, Quanisha, go record right now. Okay, God. Okay, I got to pull the music up. Okay, just get started. This is something new. God is always doing a new thing. I'm telling you, and you better know it. (laughs) You better know it. God always gives us more than we can ask or even think. It may look like it's not, but it wound up being more than every single time. I rode past a lot of dealerships, and I was like, hmm, you know, a lot of Mitsubishi, Ford, Toyota, Pohenka, all of that. I'm like, hmm, you know, uh, Easter Motors, I'm surrounded by a lot of dealerships. There are maybe six dealerships, right, you know, in my domain. So I was like, okay, God, um, I want to go to one of these dealerships today and get me a vehicle and just put the, had them to put the bow around it for Christmas for me. Merry Christmas, Quisha. Just drive anywhere. (laughs) Just drive anywhere. (laughs) Anywhere. Drive, go, go, go. Go see your folks in Connecticut. Don't even catch a plane. Don't even catch a train. Just go, go to Connecticut, go let your family know you love them, go to Philadelphia, go to North Philly, go to West Philly to see your family, go, go, go around the corner to see your folks, go, go, just drive, 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 drive and keep moving forward and forward and forward because guess what your life look like when you're walking beside God, you're driving and you're moving forward while Christ has the will. Still driving. <laughs> because when he sits, we sit. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. Christ said, turn the wheel this way. Okay, let's go, Christ. And God knows when he's going to tell me. It's like, I'm at, yeah, on your mark, on your mark, on your mark, on your mark, on your mark. I'm off the, get set. I'm waiting for the go, 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 go. Go. And I'm going to tell you guys something. Our lives are changing forever. I received a phone call from a lot of my family members. Hey, we want you to know that certain things we have to come to you now for because you're the next in kin. Wait a second. My father's still here. (laughs) Yeah, but a lot of things he's turning over to the next in kin. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not ready for that responsibility. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. You understand? And when somebody turn things over, there's no holding up. A lot of times we leave things behind. Assets, all kinds of property, dead cities, all kinds of things. We leave behind once we depart here. But some people want to leave things before they depart here because they're done with it. <laughs> or they just don't want it. Or they want to see you with it before they leave here. It's all up to the person who's leaving it behind. Hallelujah. Your life can change just like that. I was just on a video chat and I'm always on, you know, a call with a sister in Christ. I've been prophesying her since I met her. And I'm just like, you know what? I'll never forget how God has always attracted, you understand, her to me. And to be honest, I was like, you know, a little standoffish. You know, when I first came to church, I just came to just eat because everything was new to me. I was just, you know, I didn't have no church home. I left my family's way of living as a Jew at five, but I still had to be there until I was old enough for my mom to release me. I was 16. So, Between 16 and, you know, 23, 25, I'm visiting other people's church who invited me there or neighborhood functions. I would come and just sit in the church, but I was never planted where God wouldn't want me to be planted. So he patiently knew that the day would come for me where I would be in the house of victory. And I was, you know, going there by just being invited by my mom because I was about to join another church because the church I was about to join, it was a guest speaker there. And the guest speaker happened to be Ty Tribbett's father. And people was asking me, you know, do you know who this is? Because he kept prophesying to me. He kept calling me out the whole service. And I was like, I don't even know who Ty Tribbett is. Everybody like, oh, you don't know who Ty Tribbett is? You know, I'm like 22, 23. No, I don't know who he is. I mean, because I'm like, just, just tell me. Who is the person? He's a gospel artist. Oh, okay. See, when I, the way I grew up, we couldn't really listen to the radio We can barely watch TV. So a lot of things, I don't know. If it's not old, see, if you're in a church and it's, you know, off the old laws and old principles, you're singing the same songs. You're not taking heed to anything happening in your time to be modern time. You're not even considering those things. You're thinking the ways that are new way of doing things can be worldly. And many people are around with, you know, very older. So they didn't even, you know, consider that. So the people I grew up with, I didn't know their names. I just know they were just singing, trouble in my way. have to cry sometimes. I remember that song, come by here, my Lord, come by here. Oh, Lord, come by here. And what's another song we used to sing? I'm a soldier. In the army of the Lord, I'm a soldier. (laughs) Excuse my voice. (laughs) I'm telling you, we sung songs like that. The Lord is my light and my salvation. I mean, stuff like that. Just for me, you know, songs like that. And, you know, his eyes on the sparrow, you know. It wasn't, no, you know, any of that. that They were singing, you know. So I was like, okay, God, who is that tripping? So, you know, they was telling me who he was. So they was like, you know what? We're going to make you a priest at this church. Oh, God. They sized my head up. I was like, oh, I'm going to sit over here. Oh, I'm going to sitting on the pulpit. They was like, you're not even a member. We're about to put you on the pulpit because you have a powerful anointing on your life. So I'm like, okay, wow, I'm about to be sitting up here, you know, high up. I'm, trying, I'm not going to lie. I was like, ooh, I'm about to join this church. I like the attention. So that's what happened. My thought was to join that church. So before I went to the service that morning, my mom said, like, no, come to my church. I was like, I don't know about to join this one. Like, they really, they, yeah, they, they really, you know, slicing me over here. Come to my church. So I said, I'm going to come to your church. But my mom already made up. And I went to the church. And I'll never forget, when I walked in the House of Victory, I was greeted greatly by greeters. I'm like, oh, my God. First of all, the size of the place. I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, I grew up in a family, you know, church. So it's like, you know, the size of a house. So I'm like, oh, my goodness. Is this a constitution hall? What is this place? And everybody's walking around. Their greeters got the same colors. They just smiling and hugging you. I go in the sanctuary. we really really gay. T- yes, Father. Thank you for that, that reminder. I went to church. God say, back it up a little bit. There was a church that I was invited to, and it was in P.R. Harris, and it was called Soul Factory. And my cousin was going there, and I was like, anytime she can go to church, I know this got to be, you know, something that I would like to be a part of, because I was trying to drag her out for so long. And she's like, come to my church and visit. And I'm not even gonna lie, she called me. I was already drinking that morning, early in the morning. I was drinking. I said, I don't need one. Go to no church. I've been drinking. No, just come. It's in PR, heard, I said, well, it's not in a church building, but, you know, I can't go. Man, when I stepped into that congregation, it was the lights, the music, the fellowship. I never seen church like that before. It's like every song that you dance to, you know, worldly, it was actually transformed to how it was originally supposed to be in the gospel version. So I was like, oh my God, I'm at a concert. How I felt on, that, on my way in there was not how I felt when I stepped inside. That tipsiness from that alcohol left me when I stepped in that place. And I'll never forget. I'm standing up. I'm like, I don't even stand up like that in church. I'm dancing. I'm like, my hands in the air, like, oh my God, look at me. I'm doing this. And I was like, wow, you have an amazing church. A great church. I never had fun in worship. I couldn't believe it. I ain't had nothing they preached about. I'm busy looking around, like, oh my gosh. We can do this? This okay? No one gotta put their knees on the mat and pray for three hours? No one's singing the same songs over and over? Nothing wrong, but I'm just saying he's always doing something new. I can't sing a song in the old season when I'm in the new season. They doing remodeling. Please excuse They doing remodel work next door. Yeah. So, here goes victory. I'm walking in victory. And I remember that encounter I had the other church. And I'm like, wow, I'm going to have another encounter like that. And what, what had me to know I was at home is when everybody did the vision. Woo, Jesus. Everybody did the vision of the house. And I was looking. First of all, it's long. It was long to me by hearing something I didn't know like that. I'm like, hold on. Everybody know this in here? You should have seen my face. I'm looking at everybody like, oh, my God, y'all know this? You Y'all know all this? And looking at my mother, I looked at her up and down like, you know this too? Now, if she know this, did I know that go where I was supposed to be? My mother on not know fishing. She know this? And she just said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon I'm like, hold on, you know this too? Hold on, you? <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, God. I'm telling you. And I'll never forget my first visit. I felt some type of way with God. Because my spiritual mom was talking about sowing seeds on good ground. And she was like, hold your seeds up in your hand. They had the envelopes. And I was like, God, you got to be kidding me. I've been walking with you my whole life. Everybody got seeds. I don't have no seeds. Where they get the seeds from? What kind? Is it vegetable seeds, fruit seeds? Is it apple seeds, orange seeds? What seeds? And what field are they going to plant them at, God? You ain't even tell me it's a field we plant seeds. They got harvest. I don't even know where they're going to go produce a harvest. And I walked with you my whole life. You never told me about those no seed I didn't know seed was offering because I grew up with a collection plate. You understand? And I didn't know about any of that. I did it but didn't know the word to it. And I was like, "Oh my God." I was so I was a little upset and I was a lot I was I was very upset with God. <laughs> Hallelujah. God said, don't forget your groceries. I know. Thank you, God. He want me to say, yeah, I hear me say, th- thank you, God. <laughs> yes. One time I was like, Father, I can't close my fridge. I got a deep freezer. Father, every time I open it, don't fall out. Don't fall out. Everything doesn't feel cheap, especially when you're waking up in the morning and something fall. Oh, come on now. You understand? But I thank God so much. I really do. Just take my time. With it. Just put it up there correct. Don't be rushing, putting things away. I get it because I'm moving so much. But I just thank God so much, guys. I'm telling you, God be going to give me revelation that, you know, seeds is, you know, pinching, you know. <laughs> the harvest is, you understand, self-explanatory when you sow your seed on good ground. And I just thank God that I got clarification because I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what she's talking about. You understand? For a long time, I didn't even know who the Lamb was. Come on, somebody, because I was like, you know, when you're a kid growing up in a the Jewish, they teach you on the child-like child version, so you're not getting the whole thing. You're getting the kitty version, so they modifying a lot, so you just get out of pictures and colorings, and you know, just learn the commandments, and you know, I didn't, I didn't get to the part of Revelation, you know, the parables, the things like that, the you know, the things that we normally can find mysteries in the Word about, so. When I heard about the lamb of God, I was like, the lamb. I was like, God, what's up with you and these animals? You know, the lion of Judah. You like lions? You like lambs? Okay, so tell me more about this. Who's this lamb? I keep hearing about this lamb. And I was like, okay, what's the lamb? Who is the lamb? Why do you say lamb? I grew up eating lamb, God. I'm I'm missing something here. We did Passover, sacrifice, everything. I'm missing something. And so I heard a song, now behold the lamb, the precious lamb of God. I was like, hold on, wait, wait, wait. The Lamb is Jesus? Stop playing. The Lamb is portrayed as Jesus? Oh, you couldn't tell me. nothing I knew that. Hey, y'all, yeah, the lamb. Uh lamb. Uh Jesus. Yeah, lamb. Uh, that's who he is. Y'all, uh, y'all been do that. <laughs> you know we learned something, we can't keep talking about it. <laughs> I trying to tell You couldn't tell me nothing. Uh lamb. Uh good morning, Kanisha. Yeah, lamb, uh, lamb. <laughs> I was so excited. I don't care. I do not care if that's like one plus one equals two to you. I don't care. I was trying to figure that one out. It was like one plus three was like eight to me. Like, come on, I gotta figure this thing out. How you get eight out of one plus three? That's four, no, it's eight. Hold on, what? What? What am I missing? You understand? And I thank God for that, you know? And I've been connected with this sister in Christ been coming to me and I will pull away a little bit because I, I don't be around like that, but <laughs> she would, she would pull you out. She would pull you out. Come here, you know, come here. Stay over here. <laughs> give me a hug. I'm going to hug you longer. Nuh-uh, uh-uh, 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 uh We ain't doing that one. <laughs> and what happened was the devil tried to cause division. He did. And he's a liar. You know, I um, always give her a word. The last word I'd given her was this year. It was months ago. And I said, you have a husband that's ready to come to you but he's a little nervous because he feels a little intimidated by your success. So don't make it difficult for him. Don't, you know, he's already like, wow, her, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? You understand? So I gave her that word and her word was back in return. I, if you say it, I believe you, but it don't look nothing like that. I've been waiting. Yeah, I 15 plus 20 plus years for a man cute. And I'm going to tell you guys, make a long story short. I just got off Messenger with her. And I said, you know, wow. She messaged me not even two weeks later. It was like maybe five, six days later. Q. I thought to tell you this. What? What? Tell me. I'm engaged. Wow. He just came straight in proposed, just like that. Yes. Not pursuing me, not sitting behind me, not looking at me and have me to figure, okay, he may be hearing from God. No, he came straight and proposed to me. And I felt confirmation to say yes. And I thought about you. Can you come to the wedding? Because you gave me a prophecy. Let me tell you guys something. Listen to me. A lot of things that I said to you, it was instructed for me. And if you didn't hear no confirmation regarding your personal affair, it wasn't for you. It was for me. Now, if I ever said about any relationship with you to stay and you're like, I don't feel, even at times as a woman, I was like, no birth control ladies. No, the thing is, God said that to me. And I'm thinking when he give it to me, okay, let me give it to them. Okay. Oh, thank you, God. I'm gonna give... But it was for me. And that's why many of you felt like, you know, I'm not feeling that, but it seemed right to do what she's saying, but I'm not receiving that. I- I'm not doing that. Even when it comes to me not watching much TV, I can buy TVs. I always had TVs in my home in every room. I have one TV that I never turn. Talk... that TV have not been on, but probably three times this year. No cable, no nothing. Now, I do watch movies. That's probably like maybe once every four months. But if I go over to your house, that's a treat to me just like soda. I'll be excited to drink soda. I'll be excited to watch a movie. Come on, sit down, everybody, please. Like we always seen TV. No, nope, sit down. We'll turn to anything. But no, make sure it's appropriate. <laughs> you understand? But I realized what's for me is how he has my life to be set up. So I have to really know it was for me and was for you. Because a lot of things that was just for me and I said to you, for you. And many of you guys were like, uh-uh. And many of you were like, I'm not feeling that. I, I hear that, you." <laughs> and let me say, I apologize. If you didn't feel whatever I said, because it was for me. Keep doing what you do. Now, from this day forward, I get it. Because today I received a breakthrough. Now, if you want to do something for me or surprise me, you have to ask God. Because the way how I'm formed and shaped, nothing is hidden from me. Nothing. Nothing. I may not know every detail, but I can feel. I can feel. I'm created to feel and perceive very well. Sometimes perceptions, it, it, it can, you know, scare me, but not scare me because I'm like, I want to run from what I know. And it's not bad. It just that I can feel. Some people may not want me to know, you know, what they are trying to do. No one has ever surprised me in life before. Period. Now I may not know to what degree or every detail, but I know you're doing something. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I'll take that back <laughs> to everybody. I'll take it back. You know, I'll be mean surprised. I'll be mean surprised. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Father, help me. <laughs> oh, my joy is so full. I thank God. I mean my son did the Christmas tree last night. And I was like, God, this tree looks like uh. We didn't do this right. So I put on some music and I begin to just enjoy with my son. And as I release the fruit, the tree is like, voila. Thank you, God. And outside, I put lights up. Me and my son is like, voila. Thank you, God. I went to the grocery store. I shopped with wisdom. Voila. Have more than enough. Thank you, God. Voila. But I am so ready to go to that dealership. Y'all don't understand. I was like a car or a truck. Which one? Which one? I just want that big red ribbon and just drive that sucker around. <laughs> yeah, go! I don't care where to go. I should be afraid of being lost. I don't care. Just go anywhere. You can always get back home. If you if you pay attention long enough, you're going to make one full circle. I'm trying to tell you. That's what the beltway is. One big circle. <laughs> and I said, let's just ride the beltway. Just ride it all the way to the end and all the way back around again. Let's just do that. That's how I feel. This season is a lifetime for me. What feels like Christmas to many of us, it's a lifetime of feeling to me. The cheer is on a rise forever for me. The lights, the camera, the action, the gifts, the chocolate with the marshmallows, the eggnog, the apple cider, whatever you feel was festive and harvest for you, that's a lifetime for me and for you. You know, the bonfires, all that, hay rise. I'm doing all that. I don't care. Let's go slaying. Okay. One thing I'm gonna be skeptical of with the uh the ice skating. The skates I had on last year were so heavy. I gotta get my own ice skates. I'm more of a roller blade. I'm a roller skater, not much of an ice skater. I probably get out there with my real shoes, so well, I'd be better off with that. Just slide. Just slide. I don't even care. I'm just free. Just slide. Hey, everybody. It's the most wonderful of what time. I'm trying to take four. Just get up again. Care about that. As long as I'm not skating over no, you know, no pond or nothing, you know, thin ice, I'm falling through. Seeing too many movies like that. Hallelujah. So I just said to myself, God, it's time to enjoy. You understand? Let's take a trip to Hollywood. Let's see what it's like in Hollywood. Let's go do that. You understand? Let me pray for some of these celebrities I'm going to run into. Because you are guaranteed to run into somebody in Hollywood. I'm trying to. Hallelujah. Just praying for people. Just pray for people and go in my own community. My community is Hollywood. The school system is Hollywood. I don't look at nothing as poverty anymore. If it's something I see that's less, then what can I do to help it to become better? That's how I see it. My thoughts are on the greatest things in life. But go back, bring it back a little bit. So sister sustain Christ. She was like, you know, my wedding is gonna make history. Wow. It's gonna be at a location that a wedding was never done before. Wow. I want you to come. Wow. You know? And I thank God for everything. I never forget one time she invited me to do a spoken word at a function she had. And I never forget, I don't write anything down when it comes to you know releasing other things. It's just freehand, I'm trying to tell you. So I got up there and did a spoken word. <laughs> And then she go, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, yeah, she's feeling this spoken word. And guess what? I didn't write it down. And she asked, "Uh, where is that spoken word? I want a copy of that. I'm thinking to to myself, once I get it, you'll get it too. (laughs) I don't have it because I didn't write it. It came straight from the heart. I didn't tell her that. No, I didn't. But the devil kept trying to divide a lot of us. And we can't allow that. See, when it seems uncomfortable, you have to, I have to get out of our comfort zone and go to God and continue to walk in love. No matter what type of misunderstanding, no matter where at on a job, in church, at home, in your family, in your merch, you keep releasing love. See, I'm going to ask you a question. If someone punches you in the gut, punches you in the face, Would you punch them back or would you have a heart to say, I love you still? That's how we know we Christ like. No, that never happened to me. But what I'm saying, I forbid. But if that was, my heart would be, I still love you. Let us pray because for you to feel that way, that's not you. Now I know I have matured because I'm not afraid to say, I hate fighting. I'm not afraid to say, I'm going to turn the other cheek. I'm not afraid to say, you understand? I'm not. I feel good to say, in fact, see in the world, oh, don't play with me. I ain't no sucker. I ain't no punk. Guess what? I ain't no sucker. I ain't no punk either. I'm purposeful. I know who I am. I'm promised. I know who I am. I walk by fruit. I walk in fruit. I walk according to fruit. Fruit is released out of me. And I'm bearing much more fruit because I'm connected to the vine. That's how I'm purposeful. You understand? God said, who bought you those groceries? You did, Father. Who bought you out? You did, Father. Oh, God. So this sister is getting right in a place, a location, that a wedding never has been. So that's going to be history. And I say, get ready to receive more of what your eyes have never seen. And I never want to overwhelm someone with prophecies, but I see so much. And God's going to have it where I have a huge line all around the world. And anyone who just want to come, I'm available. Ask anything. God just showed me a huge line. People just come in asking. You're not getting details. You just ask me anything and you get your answer from God. If you're not hearing and you being challenged with it. The answer will to be yes or no, no matter what the question is. It's going to be yes or no. Hallelujah. And I thank God for using me to do something like that. I'm excited. You understand? And I'm going to tell you guys something. God used somebody to come to me. God used someone to come to me and say to me, now I know what your difference is. I know what your difference is. Are you ready to hear? And they broke it down. First of all, you're in a new covenant. You are in a new covenant. You're not in the old covenant. So a lot of things have been changed. Just like a seer was called a seer in the old covenant and a new covenant, they called a prophet. Just like in the old covenant, it was called, you know, the mercy seat and the new covenant is called the ark of God, the holy box. And God says the old covenant paved the way. That's why Christ portrayed resurrection and all that he done. That's why he's the lamb. And that was what's the been sacrificed unto God during the Passover. And he became that even when it comes to the Sabbath, he is the new Sabbath. Cause we can now rest period. Not just for one day. Ooh, God, do you understand? You see Christ portrayed in everything. Even when it came to the bread, the show bread and the tabernacle, he is the bread of life. Come on. You always had to wash your hands. He had water where you would never thirst again. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. He's portrayed in every scripture. He's portrayed in every single book. Christ is being portrayed. Hallelujah. So I begin to pray over, you know, my awesome family and pray over your family. And I just thank God. I just feel the excitement. I told this assistant Christ, you're like Peter. I'm like Paul always said that. You know, because I'm always giving you the prophecies and you come to me to get the prophecies. And Paul had a lot to say. And, you know, Peter had a lot to say as well. They both are very significant. And what makes it so important is that Peter, the one, brought the children of God into a place of restoration for them to receive what God was doing in Paul. If they did not believe Peter and believe in Peter, they would have never received Paul. If they didn't receive Paul, it wouldn't have been no gospels written that we read about to no churches in any of that. Do you understand? Because they wouldn't accept him to even allow him to receive all that God wanted to do in and through him. A lot of what Paul came out of those Jews, because when we come together, things come out. That's why Peter brought him around them. Peter could have kept them away a little bit, but he brought him, as soon as he gave his life, he brought them right to the house and they were scared, but what's in you, he needs just like what's in you, I need. And this person said to me, you are the new covenant. Your life has been shut. This was prophesied to me. Your life has been very, very, very much shadowed by God. You feel like you couldn't do anything. He was always on you. God's always so heavy on you. You couldn't feel, you feel like you couldn't do anything. Let me slow it down. I'm trying to rush because, you know, I'm I'm really trying to cook dinner at 10 o'clock in the morning, you know. And anyway, the person said, I'm going to slow it down. Your life has been very different. You've been always over here and wondering why. You felt so separated from everybody else. People can see how different you are. It's significant. It's unique. It's different. Some nervous to be around you. Some don't know how to take you. And some enjoy being around you. Some are nervous to be around you because they can feel what's in you. They can see what's in you. Many of the things that they see in you, Krenisha Q, you don't even see. You just used to being, and it frustrated you. And you try to be like the world, act like the world, and everything that you try to do, you hated it. But you kept on doing it just to seem normal, to prove a point that you can also be amongst everybody else. Even though everybody on one accord, you are called away because of the devotion that was given unto God regarding you. God has preordained you to be devoted unto him. Everybody's devotion is to be devoted unto him. And that is the will of God for our lives, for us to be devoted unto him. That's the devotion unto God. Our, you know, not just, you know, our sacred with God. No, it's our devotion, our commitment, our covenant with God. And the thing is, every woman that was barren in those times made a covenant with God because he already preordained. He knew how to get their attention to devote what was already devoted unto him. See, God knows how to gain our attention. Sometimes it takes money to be gone for us to realize, okay, God, I'm praying now. See, God knows what to do to gain our attention. If we don't pray as much, he knows what to do to have us to go and pray. Okay, this is going on. Okay, pray. But it shouldn't take that because we are what? Devoted. He has to remind us about our devotion by gaining our attention the way that he does. That's why he provide a lot of opportunities to gain our attention, to know who to come to and stay right there with him. A lot of times we only pray when we want something or something is not happening the way we want it to. We got to stay. God, I just want to pray and say thank you. Hey, all right, love you, God. Come on, go meet in the kitchen. You know, it's an ongoing communication. Many of us are more closer to people we call than the one we call or who we know to call. No, 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 no. That's not the protocol. That's not how to do anything. Hallelujah. So just spend more time with God. Talk to God more than anybody. No one should supersede who God is to us And our lives. More than Him. Nah. So what happened? The person kept prophesying over me, telling me things. And I'm like, I'm listening because you nailing everything you're saying. And you know, Hannah, you know, she was barren. And you know, God, like He said in the Word, I opens up the womb and I close it. And He knew how to gain her attention. Her attention was, I want a baby. I love my husband. I love Ekana. Paninia, she keep getting pregnant and keep teasing me. Every year we go to Shiloh. Yes, Ekana is giving me fair share. And You know that's how sweet her husband is. Paninia, she had multiple children by Ekana Hannah's husband. She did. And he giving her food for her kids, things for her kids, and things for her. And he giving Hannah the same fair share, and it was just Hannah. So you can imagine how much she had. She didn't want that. You're giving me food for kids who's not here. I can't eat all this. I need What am I needing all these clothes for? Because he didn't want no love to be lost. He didn't want her to feel like, okay, you're going to do more for her. He said, "I am with you. You have me. You have me." That's more than having 10 of my sons. Mm, mm, mm. Hallelujah. That is so powerful. And there goes Elizabeth, old age. She gets pregnant. And then Mary, she wasn't barren, but she was called to carry the promise our Messiah. So every woman has a different testimony in that day and age mary wasn't a, mary wasn't barren, but she was a virgin elizabeth was at old age you know and there goes sarah at old age but she never she received the promise way before she got old everybody's testimony is different sarah laughed and repented and around this time next year I realize when Gabriel come, he comes to give you a heads up what's about to happen. I'm going to be like Jacob. We're going to wrestle because you didn't just come to tell me around what time, what year. You're going to do it right now. You understand me? You already know that before you come to me. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> they say, wow, you a fired up one. Yeah. Not playing. Not playing. Hey, y'all. Hey, Archangel, angels. How y'all doing? <laughs> How y'all doing? Hey, Rafael, Mikael. <laughs> Of God. <laughs> I didn't get that name right. You know, we say Michael, but it's actually Mikael. Because the thing is, L means something. Just like Al means something. Hallelujah. There's a meaning to everything. There's a meaning to everything with God. Hallelujah. And what's so amazing. The difference is God and Jehovah. And, and that's, you know, speaking to God in a different way as well almighty and heavenly father and so many other ways you could portray that as well (laughs) i'll go on and on you know hebrew greek it doesn't even matter that's the thing that i have a lot of growing up is hebrew theology because that's how we live and speaking it and all of that and living that way for so long you know but my hebrew is a little rubbish but anyway i um Talked about the women that were buried because God had counseled them. And when God does when he counsels us, he positions you and I to ask him for what he already have done inside of us. So he's just having you to give him the access to do what he wants to do right now. And lot a time God does that by us asking him. Because when we're asking, we're open because now we're ready to receive because we're open to receive what we're asking for. So a lot of times it's going to take many of us to ask, So we can receive. That's why I said, ask and it shall be given. Because now when you're asking, God is counseling many of us to ask because many of us are not even aware of the season that we are in. So we're not asking for him to be who he is to us right now in the season that we are in to receive what he has placed in us to walk and what he has done for us right now. And many of us not knowing what season we are or where we are with God in any type of spirituality, sense of anything, that God would just be so merciful and being so faithful at his mercy, which is new every day because we needed to be fresh every day, every time. That he counsels us. He positions us to ask him to be open, to receive what he's ready to do right now. And that's what counsel means. Should I hide from Abraham this thing I'm about to do? God knew he wasn't going to hide it from Abraham. That's why he kept telling him. I'm about to destroy the righteous with the wicked. Hold on, that's not something you would do. You're right. That's why God didn't go. He sent the angels to go before him. God didn't go. You understand? God knows that. See, he counseled Jonah, and Jonah didn't want to be counseled. I'm not going. Okay. Think you're not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you understand? For real though. I can imagine Jonah when he got coughed out. Jonah, did you tell anybody you were in the belly of a big fish? I bet you did, because you're probably thinking, dang, me going to believe that. Now, I wonder, when you got coughed out, okay, you were in the water. It washed you off. But... What did you do with those clothes? Did you I know you wanna keep that on? I know you probably like, what in the world? I was in the belly of my three days and three nights. Oh god. And guess what? Still had issues with listening to God. (laughs) You understand? For real. And he had an attitude problem. I never forget one incident where he was sitting under a tree and you know the you know, uh, the shade was gone, so his head was hot. And he, he said something to God, be a smart mouth, like you know, Cain was to God, you know. Am I my brother's keeper? Like, you his keeper, so why are you asking me where he at? Like, I dare you come at God like that. But people going to come at God like that if they don't have a relationship. They don't see him as who he is. You understand? So, back to, you know, the lifestyle that was prophesied over me. Your lifestyle going to always be different. You fellowship, you get along with people, you love people, but you're going to always stand out. You stand out, and you don't like standing out. You can't stand standing out. You hate standing out. That's why you should try to fit in and do other things that causes you not to stand out. You hate it, you hate it, you hate it. But you can't run from that. It's a part of you. It's shaped and formed and molded all in you. And I was like, what is it? They said, you are in a new covenant and your mom devoted, God counseled her because you've been already preordained to be devoted unto God, just like Samuel, just like John. You understand? And I was like, wow, tell me more about this because now I'm gaining an understanding why I'm the way I am. Because walking around here, like, okay, why am I created like this? Why does it stand out so much? Why? I'm thinking everybody like this. No. No, everybody is not. Everybody unique in their own way. And I'm like, okay, looking at myself, okay, why am I all the way over here? Why? And why people see it and not saying, do they see what it is? Can you tell me why, what it is? God said, sure. And that person came and said, all oh, what I'm saying. And my mom testified this, you know, pretty often. And I think I did too, but let me give it again. My mom got married straight out of high school. My dad, you know, she went straight to, you know, marrying a Jew. She wasn't in no religion because they just went to church on Sundays if they did that growing up. They believe in God, but they wasn't really, you know, religious people like that. And I never forget that, you know, um, my mom just, you know, converted to being a Jew by her marrying one. So she was in church all the time. She couldn't go to her prom because that was on the Sabbath. That's why I took her to my prom because she missed the prom. And I'll never forget that she got pregnant with my sister. They got married, you know, she got pregnant with my sister. And then a year later, there I go, And she's like, this is too soon, you know, I'm a housewife, I'm at home, I'm in church all the time. This is moving too fast, Charles. So she was thinking to herself, I don't think I want this child referring to me. And she wasn't going to tell my dad. She was, you know, going to just, you know, just counsel the pregnancy, just, you know, get rid of it. So she was in an abortion clinic and a nurse, she broke the policy. But the thing is, she was being led to do so. She put the monitor on my mother and let her hear my heartbeat. And she heard my heartbeat. And she said, that's her heartbeat? Well, she didn't know what I was a girl or boy at the time. That's my baby's heartbeat? That's your baby's heartbeat. Oh, my gosh. She ran out of there. And for a long time, throughout the entire pregnancy, she devoted me to God. And God used that incident for her to really devote me. Okay, God, I would not, you know, terminate this pregnancy. Okay, God, I give this baby over to you. See, God counseled her. He wanted her to say what he already done to me. Yeah, I already have her devoted to me. I need you to confess that because you're carrying that. So she stayed in church. She fasted when she was pregnant with me. And I'm telling you, I fast when I was out the womb as well. I was, I just cry so much. Oh God, I bet I did. Hungry. Come on now. We're in church for nine hours, no bottle. Come on now. Do me like that. But anyway, <clears throat> she, um, d- devoted me to God and was like, okay, I get rid of you. She's yours. She's yours. God, this child is yours. I would not do anything. You don't want me to do. And that's what God wanted from her. The same. He wanted from Hannah the same he wanted from Elizabeth, the same he wanted from Rachel even. I would give this child over to you. And my mother did. She did. And God counseled her to do what he already done. So that's why I been so, you know, away with God so long. Even though being around you guys, that's why my life was so different. God, you know, answering me. That's why his hand was so heavy on me because of that devotion due to the calling. And, you know, even when it comes to Samson, you know, someone said to me, Quenisha, you're a Nazarite, but you don't have to grow your hair long. That's the old covenant. You know, you don't, you know, have to stay away from a dead corpse. In other words, you can go to homegoing services. You know, that's the old law. But whatever God says to you, was forbidden in you, you cannot do. And I remember my conversation with God, I was five years old. He was telling me the do's and don'ts. He implanted them into me, but I wasn't aware that I was going to become rebellious because I didn't want to look different, act different, seem different because people kept looking at me like I was just so, you know, odd. And I didn't like that look. I didn't like that feeling. So I just was like, you know what? This is different. I am different. I don't really like my difference. I don't like, and I can just imagine Samson. That's why Samson Kirked off so much because he didn't like being different. You know, he didn't like being a Nazarite. He didn't like it. That's why he went against every vial. You know he fornicated, he slept with prostitutes, you know he wanted to marry women that didn 't even worship his god. it 's like he wanted to be so normal that he got out of his character. You know he just did he killed the lion that wasn 't even bothering him, and then back then, in that cup co- in the old covenant, you cannot eat anything out of a dead course, you can't even touch a dead course. He ate honey out of the belly of a lion and then gave the rest to his mother so it 's like you know he did a lot of things that you know broke his vow because he did it on purpose. He did not want to. You understand be so different you know a lot of people even Samuel didn't want to be so different God called them he didn't want to tell Eli what he said you know even Samuel he had his sons do the same things that Eli's sons did you know be rebellious he didn't want his family to stand out because you know you just want to feel you know included you don't want to feel so far away so over there with God so much even though it's good but it's really you know isolating so he you know he he, he had his sons like Eli's sons you know Phinehas and Haffney, excuse me, Haffney had them to disobey like they did. And, you know, a lot of people didn't want to feel, you know, like that. It's so different. And I didn't either. Everything I tried to do of the world, it wouldn't work. I didn't, I didn't receive no type of, you know, excitement, no pleasure doing anything of the world. No, the clubs, the drinking, the smoking, anything that I try to do a lot of just to look so different and act like, you know, I'm not, you know, this way. It didn't work for me. I never gotten a reaction that people normally get. And God said to me, "You could cut your hair." My hair grows very fast, and I realized the devil was really trying to attack me in those areas. You understand with the strong drink, with death, and with my hair. And those are three devotions that a Nazarite have to devote themselves unto God in the old covenant: never cut their hair, never drink a strong drink, and Never. I know y'all probably like, well, Q, you done broke all those. <laughs> yeah, I did. So I mean, I don't feel so bad because I, I'm glad God put the testimonies in there. So I'm going to be like, oh, you know, it's not like that. Because every Nazarite that been written in the word have broken a vow, or if not all of them. And it's not to be parading up and down. Okay, I'm not by myself with that. No, it's not that. It's that, okay, God, tell me, <clears throat> what do you want from me? And God said to me what he wanted for me. And I, you know, I thought it was for all of us ladies. And I was like, okay, ladies, what God said to us. And they y'all like, uh-uh, he didn't say that to me. And I realized it wasn't for y'all. That was for me. I thought it was for all of us because we ladies. God said it was for you, Alicia. And one thing that God did say to me, I could cut my hair. I could, you know, be around, you know, corpse and stuff like that. Go to home going services and stuff like that. But what I cannot ever do. I can never, ever drink strong drink ever again. I can never have any strong drink, period. And the times that I did, that's why the feeling was like that. I never got a sensation that anybody that can would get. And I I got even mad at God so much. I got, I was heated, you know, like, why are you doing this to my life? Why is my life so You know, filled with so much discipline. Why are you so heavy on me? I feel like I can't have no fun. can't do anything. I'm just around and just in your face, sitting down, hearing all day. That's great. But I want to be around people. It's like, you know, do what they do too. And it's not that I'm not. I have fun with all of you guys. But my life is very, very different how God has it set up. And it has to be for what he called me to do. And, you know, I can never have any strong drink. And God says, share. And I can never, ever take birth control. I can never take birth control or never have any strong drink. Never lie. I can never lie. Now we, that's something that we're never supposed to do anyway. But I can never lie. And that is not easy when it comes to someone not wanting to hear the truth. And, you, you know, walking away, sometimes you don't want to answer. But you can't. I can't lie. I can't lie about anything and that's why I'm so honest with all of you You guys like wow you testify you really you just so real many of you guys say you so real you really out here doing this and doing that because I can't do anything opposite I can't I can't and I was like no birth control no birth I never it's it's in me to be very like gross to me like some things that I do may gross you guys out but the things that God have it in me not to ever do, I can never think to want to do. It's like the, the thought of it is just like, I can't. The thought of even, you know, strong drink. That's why I'm it so fast to get that feeling that I hate it anyway. Just to fit in and be like, okay, I'm not as looking, you know, as standoffish as my life is set up to be. I try to look as normal as I can, but we are not normal people. But it's like the way how he formed me is a lot different it separates me from all of you. And I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I hated it. There are many, well, I'm not going to say many, there are a handful of Nazarites are here. Some dress like the old covenant and some are in the new covenant. That's just like the way how we dress now in church. You know, we're not wearing robes. We're not, we, we just, just as good, you know, releasing power, wearing stilettos and blazers or jeans as women. You understand? And makeup and, you know, extended hair, extended nails, lashes, whatever it is. You have to win a new covenant. It's not behavior based. It's grace based. So God, you know, have freed us from the, the behavior side of a Nazarite's lifestyle, a Nazarite's lifestyle. So there are things that he would tell a person what they cannot do based upon their calling and their position here in the earth. I can never do birth control or try to stop a pregnancy. I can never have strong drink and I can never lie. Those are the three in the old covenant. They can never have strong drink. They can never cut their hair and they can never touch a dead corpse. You can eat meat, but you just couldn't touch a dead corpse. If it's not sacrifice, you can't touch it because in the old covenant, we are unclean if we do. And a Nazarite has to stay clean, has to stay devoted, has to stay pure. You understand regarding those three things. And I looked at Samson's lifestyle was like, wow, Samson, you did everything you weren't supposed to do because he didn't like the lifestyle because it's race secluded sometimes and you feel isolated. You're away with God a lot. You understand? Even when it came to Moses, you know, just being a person to, you know, do something that's outstanding and actually staying out. You understand? It took his sister Miriam to be led by her mother, to have him to roll up in that basket And it took for, you know, the king at the time, daughter, to adopt him, but still know where he belongs. You understand? And it's just so amazing with all of it. And I just thank God for everything. And I know I told you, you women, you ladies, come on, let's have some kids. And I always mention kids to you guys. And that's not in you to do if it's not in you to do. And I don't want you to think anymore what God is saying to me that it applies to you. Now, we all know what to do as women of God. But there are some special instructions that he give each and every one of us. And I cannot put my instructions on you. I thought they were for all of us, but no, they were for me. And you know which ones they were because you didn't feel no confirmation. (laughs) You didn't feel no confirmation. (laughs) No, you didn't. (laughs) Hallelujah. And I just thank God for that. Some of you guys are really done with having children. You know, it's not for you to, you know, you may take birth control. I can't tell you not to take that. That's what God said to me. I can never, ever take that. And just so, just to say, even though I never will, if I was even take that, it wouldn't do anything to me. It would be just like going in and going out. Like certain things that was trying to get an effect out of me from me doing it, I didn't get no effect. I was like, okay, let me try these things so I can just try to be normal a little bit. Okay, what's, I did some stupid things, I'm telling you. I was like, okay, what's that in the world? What's that? It's called Molly. Molly? Okay, what is that? Just put a little bit in your mouth. Okay. Do you feel it? No. You feel it yet? No. Okay, what's that? Okay. That's called a dipper. A dipper. Okay. Let's see what that is. Okay. Pull it. Okay. <coughs> I mean, do you feel it? No. You don't feel it yet? No. Okay. What is this? Fornication. Okay. You know what that is, right? You don't have to do it, right? Being rebellious. Did it a couple of times. No. Don't like it. No. You didn't feel anything? No. Didn't feel anything. Don't like it. Get away from me. <laughs> Hate it. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I'm telling you, God took all of, Everything that I thought I could feel and experience out of those things, he took it away. He's, he just, I never got a reaction. Never got a reaction of anything I try to do worldly. Never. Because I was trying to do it to not be so different. I wanted to be as normal as possible. And look at, look at God. Had someone to come to me and tell me why I am the way I am and put a name to it. You know, I like to just say we are devoted unto God. And, you know, let your life speak for itself you know I just thank God for you know counseling my mom to devote me to him because he preordained me to be devoted in such a way and now I understand why I'm this way yeah I thank God for the new covenant that we don't have to live how the Nazarites lived back then because I cut my hair a lot it grows very fast but I cut it a lot and not even just that I um I go to homegoing services I do be around the dead and um Not even just that, but I also, you know, was drinking a lot. Those were the main things I was not to do. And in a new covenant, drinking is definitely not what I'm supposed to do. No wine. Nothing in that nature, period. Now, I can have grape juice, but not strong drink. You understand? Nothing strong. Nothing. No wine, period. I can have 100% grape juice. That's it. (laughs) White grape but no wine Mm -mm. of any matter, not even communion. I can't take it. Now, if I'm not aware of what something is, it would give me no effect because I'm not held accountable for that. If it's something that God doesn't want in me, it comes right out like that gene because a person was very demonic and God flushed it out of me. I was like, what's wrong? Why I keep going to the bathroom? God said, I flushed it out of me. That's why he talks like that. That's why he's on me like that because of that reason. He's on all of us. All of us. But you have to really accept your call. I was not trying to accept. I wanted to be like you guys. And we all uniquely made. But there's a difference. And you guys see it. I didn't like that. No, I didn't. I didn't like it at all. But I'm okay with it. I get a look from a lot of people like I see it. I don't know what it is. But it's something there in you that's real. The different. It's special. And that's what it is. And God, I'm going to tell you, God would talk to you about your children a lot. I realized that as a person with that covering as a Nazarite, he talks a lot about children to you. And God told me I would have a boy first, right? You know, with the new marriage. And you know what's so amazing is that God is dealing with us when we are not to move. He do not want us to move And what God is doing now, he's having us to stand firm and be deeply rooted regarding what promises he said to us. And God is providing opportunities to show you and I how much we really believe in what he said, because many people don't see it yet and be like, you know what? It's just not so, or maybe it's not, or maybe it's not the job. Maybe it's not the house. And we don't consider because we're like, okay, it's maybe it's not. I was wrong because we didn't have it when we wanted it. And so we stopped wanting it. But let me tell you guys something. Um, God showed me I will have a boy first, right? So God showed me how to be deeply rooted with that word. Lately, he's been showing me um, a son with pink on, right? And I'm like, God, why is he wearing pink? Why is he wearing pink? And God said, are you fully persuaded that you're having a boy first? Yeah, that's what you said to me. Good. It don't matter what color I show you. It don't matter what name I give you. You are aware of what you're giving birth to because you believe what I said, right? You're not gonna waver, right? You're not gonna be wavering with your faith regarding what I say, right? Right? Because at first I ain't gonna lie, guys. I was beginning to declare and decree. I was like, hold up, what God trying to say to me? Oh God, why this boy got on paint? <laughs> I said, I come against homosexuality in the name of Jesus. I'm trying to tell God. said, no, no, no. I'm not talking like that. I would never give you a word like that. Then why is he wearing pink? Because I don't want you to change your answer. It don't matter. You know it's your son. Yeah. It don't matter if I show you brown, red, blue. It don't matter if it was a girl and I showed you her wearing blue. Would you think it's a boy or girl that I said to you? Whatever you said to me, that's what it is. And that's what God wanted to be. So it doesn't matter if God say, if you get in the Benz and people give you a Toyota or you drive around in a Ford, that's good too. But don't give up on knowing you get in your bands. Do you understand? And God is like, it don't matter what color I show you what this, this baby have on. It's a boy. That's all I want you to know. That was my illustration to you in a vision. It's a boy. And God showed me. There is going to be a lot of times I'm going to be telling people, no, it's a boy. Because a lot of people looking like, that looks like a girl. And I've run it forward, me to have a boy, that I have to keep saying, no, it's a boy. Then to have a daughter, and I have to keep saying, no, it's a girl. <laughs> you understand? Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> you understand? People do it all the time. Oh, he is handsome. No, it's my daughter. You understand? And I'd rather for it to be a boy. Like, I keep saying it's a girl than a girl. I keep saying, you know, it's a girl. And they keep thinking it's a boy. But God was showing me that people are going to be, you know, thinking it's a girl a lot because how he looks. But it's a boy. I don't care if I put on all blue. No, it's a. that's probably to my son, David. Now, he looks like a boy now, don't he? Okay. But as a baby, people couldn't tell. They couldn't tell. They was like, you know, even when he had suits on, oh, wow. Like, why she put a suit on her daughter? People just assume when a person has a lot of hair that they're a girl. No, boys have a lot of hair, too. You understand? So they were just thinking my son was a girl. No, he just have a lot of hair. But he's a boy. That's why he have on blue, blue for boy. They didn't care about that. It was like some prince put on, you know, pink on their boys. You understand? So I was like, I had to say it a lot with my son, David. No, but this one is going to look more like a girl. And I'm like, oh God, but it's a boy. And God was saying, it's okay. Just tell people it's a boy. You know, don't get upset. Don't be in your feelings. Just let people know, no, it's a boy. You can have on, a, it's a boy, you know, what you call it, bib, whatever. <laughs> She's so cute. Why is she having a boy bib? Because it's a boy. <laughs> but God said, just, be patient every time you say it because you're gonna be saying it a lot. It is a boy, but people gonna think it's a girl, and I get it. By what God showed me, it's okay. Just keep saying it's a boy <laughs> until they actually get it. You understand? Why is her daughter named this? Her daughter has a boy name because it's a boy. <laughs> you understand? But it's my time for now. I love you guys so much. seems in Austin. He's in the world. It's time to put the food away time to go over some choreography and just enjoy what God is doing. I love you.